This is your go-to podcast for the breaking news across the NFL. While breaking down how this might affect your fantasy team's success. Are you ready to be a champ? Then welcome to Fields of Fantasy. How's it going, everybody? It is your boy, Johnny B, and we are back here for another daily deep dive with Fields of Fantasy. And I am, as always, joined by Nathan Dowie. And again, you are being treated for the second day in a row with our DFS expert, Riku. And today we have the pleasure. I'm not sure if it's a pleasure, but we'll find out while we uh, review the team. But we are reviewing the Washington Commanders. It is Commanders, I think. Um, And yeah. It'd be an interesting one to look at because I think it'd be hard to try and find value in most areas of the team. But we're going to try our best, aren't we? Right. Quarterback, should we start with, as always, Dowie, take it away. Sam Howell, QB 27, ADP of 193. What we've seen of him, his arm looks quite big. He's got above average mobility, decent weapons. But do we know if he's any good? We've only seen a snippet of him. They've brought in Jacoby Brissett as a backer. So that tells me they're not certain. I wouldn't be shocked to see him come in. He looks too much like Azo in for my liking. So I'm personally leaving him and taking Jimmy J. Enough said. I, I mean, I think I think um, if you trust Dotson and McLaurin to have a good season, you have to trust Howell at least to an extent. So I think he's, he's very cheap and he offers a good ceiling compared to a lot of the other QBs going in that range. I'm not high on him, but I wouldn't say don't draft him at all. I think how, you know, he was a good college prospect, didn't have a good final year. We've seen him do it in the NFL. The other thing I think, um, which is in his favour, is that they've got good offensive coordinator. The only thing he has to do is to feed the wide receiver with the balls and not turn the ball over. So he could be a bit like a Brock Purdy where actually he'll be good for the value because the only thing he has to do is not make mistakes or turn the ball over too much. So I think uh, if you're doing super flex as your third QB, is not a bad choice. If you're doing season long, so if you're doing just sort of redraft uh, one QB, then I'd keep an eye on him on the waiver wire. I wouldn't be desperate to have him, but I think in super flex as a third QB, you could do a lot worse than Sam Howell. Johnny Bear? I think when you compare him to where some of the rookie QBs are going and the situations they're in, I think he's a lot better value, personally. Put it this way, would you rather have at QB 18, Bryce Young, what's that, 267th pick, or Sam Howell, uh, a hell of a lot, later on it was that projected points yeah it is i'm an idiot um but would you rather have sam howell in his position bryce young in his position or stroud in his position personally i'm going towards howell in his position i definitely wouldn't be picking stroud in the texans they've got a god-awful offense I don't know, to be honest. I don't know about Bryce Young. You might see a bit from him. He's very talented. But where I'm looking at Sam Howell, you can get Tannehill, Jimmy G. I'm picking them both over him. Yeah, I probably would as well. I think if you're going to take him, then 
if you're a best ball, um, take your insurance policy, Brissett, as well, just in case. Brissett has to come in and take over because Sam Howell's that bad. But I think that's enough to talk about him because he's really irrelevant when it comes to redraft. No one's going to be drafting him really in redraft and even a super flex. I mean, have any of us got shares in Sam Howell? I do on Dennis T. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be a no. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I probably wouldn't get any shares in him personally, but it's one of those, it's a stab in the dark really, isn't it? You don't really know who it is, but if you want to take a roll in the dice, and it is going to be a very, very late round pick even in a super flex league. And you could roll the dice and go for him because he could be the next Brock Purdy and have a good season and give you some consistent points as a third QB. Anyway, Shall we move, shall we move to running back? Yeah, I think and we should. This is, this is a bit of a, a murky situation as well. So in PPR, I'm looking at here. So you've got Gibson, running back 31, ADP of 87. Now, McKissick has got a real bad neck. I think then, he's out. He's retired, it, basically. Uh, yeah, the, the, I don't think he's been confirmed, but the basic saying he's done. So that does leave all the pass catching to Gibson and PPR. You know, he's got a shout. you got Brian Robinson, RB34, ADP and 92. I think he's going to get the volume rushing. Is how you see it. How do you boys see it? There's not much in it. I think it's going to be more split uh, in terms of rushing and Gibson will get some pass catching work. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Curtis Samuel was mixing in in some of those design touches. So if you think about the enemy's offense at the Chiefs, he'd be playing. Curtis Samuel could do that. Kadarius Tony, Hardman roll yeah. with the jet sweeps and, you know, all sorts of, you know, he might be in the backfield and have those, you know, manufactured touches. So I think Gibson, considering what everybody was saying last year about Gibson, the year before, the drop is quite steep. Well, um, was it last year when he was in pre-season, everyone thought he was going to be a punt returner? Yeah. It was yeah. Gibson, wasn't it? That, that's, what, that's what the, yeah, then um, Robinson was getting yeah. the hype until, well, obviously what happened. But the year before, he was like going in the second, third round. So, um if you're thinking about someone like Gibson, new offensive coordinator who values players that can catch the ball and, you know, hybrid wide receiver running backs, I think he could have, a, you know, a good season in terms of volume. And I think Robinson could get the Jamal Williams thing, you know, short yardage. Yeah, and right. he, Yeah, and he could fall into the end zone quite a few times. So I actually like both of them. I think both of them, where are they going? are good draft picks and both of them have upside relative to the position that they're in. I think I prefer them in best ball, especially Gibson. I think you should get some, we're quite likely to get some decent spike weeks out of Gibson. But I, I, I have to admit, I don't think I've got shares in either in terms of redraft so far this season. And I, there's, there's a few running backs I probably prefer around there. I'm, I'm still... High on Khalil Herbert, I'd rather have a Khalil Herbert over both of those personally. So um, yeah, I, I look at it for me. I think that the are RB three four range. Do I hate it? No, I think one of them will have a decent season. I think I, I personally like Gibson over Robinson. I think Robinson will probably get you them eight to twelve points consistently. I think Gibson will have them bigger weeks. Um, 
So, yeah, I think the value where they're at, I, I don't mind them either. I think it's how you draft fools as well. But um, to be honest, I've seen them go a bit earlier than what they're predicted on here. But I think if, if you're in them rounds, I'm happy to take either. All right, think about it this way then. Could Gibson have a better season than, say, Alvin Kamara, who's coming off a, who will have a suspension, or James Conner, or Rashad White, or Cam Akers? I think that's possible, right? I think Gibson could have a better year. You want to do a hot hot take because I haven't done one for a while. Gibson could have a better season than James Cook. Could do, yeah. I I think all of them go in the same range. So you're looking at these QBs from, say, Dalvin Cook to Gibson Robinson. They're all in the same sort of bucket in many ways. So you've got Derns and James Cook and Montgomery and even Mm -hmm. Javante Williams. They're just the cheapest of the two because nobody knows how the backfield's going to play out. But, yeah. Shall yeah, we toward... Shall we if you're looking toward... at Cook and Connor, you're almost two rounds ahead and you could wait two rounds and pick a talent elsewhere. Let's go towards receiver because there's actually some talent here. Some very good talent. We've got Scary Terry, wide receiver 24, ADP of 48, finished wide receiver 14, he gets great. He had got great volume when Heineke come in, and then when Howell come in, he was the main target. For me, he's a volume based wide receiver too. I actually think he's extremely good value at wide receiver twenty four. Rico, what do you think? Um, I think it's you know I like a lot of wide receivers in that range, and I he comes to the point if you don't think Howell and Brissett are going to be good, Terry's not going to be good. So you know I'd rather go for say a DJ Moore or. Drake London or Christian Watson. So, and the other thing, why I'm not as high on him as I am um, on some of these other guys is I actually think Johan Dotson is a really good wide receiver and he's really good at getting into the end zone. So I think this is the season where Dotson's going to become, you know, the wide receiver that gets better points. I'd rather just wait out and get Dotson than take Scary Terry so high. It'll be interesting because we've seen with Dotson last season, his success was with Wentz. When Wentz went, we've seen Scary Terry improve. Scary Terry was pretty non-involved under Wentz. And Dotson started early and then faded a bit. Um, But, yeah, what what I will say with Scary Terry, I think that top 15 is probably his ceiling. I just think there's some wide receivers around him that have probably got... A higher ceiling, more risk, but you know when you get to these wide receivers, you're looking for those ones that can be league winners. I think rather than keeping you competitive, and I'd rather be taking Ridley, and I'd rather be taking um, Judy as well. I think. See, everywhere I've been getting scary Terry has been my wide receiver free, which I think as a wide receiver free is high end wide receiver free to me. So, yeah, I like Scary Terry. We'll move on to Dotson. He's wide receiver 35, ADP is 75. He finished as wide receiver 38. Like I say, he had a lot of success with Wentz when he came, when Wentz started. Um, when Heineke came in, it dropped, and so with Sam Howell. But the one thing I'll say with Dotson, he's got some of the best hands in that red zone. He does not drop a ball. So I think you do have the upside in the red zone with him. I think he can be a real breakup wide receiver. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the top 20 this year. Um, I think 
with Eric Bieniemy scheming things for him, using his speed and his hand in the red zone, I think he can be really good this year. So he's my one of my sleeper picks, and I'm I'm trying to target I try and target him as much as possible, uh, just because he's a cheaper version of Scary Terry, and you know they could have fairly similar outcomes, but he's quite a few rounds cheaper. Uh, yeah, and the way you again who you're picking around him. I mean, you've got Jameson Williams, so I think he's got the ability to be a good, good player. But good. you know what? Has he got the mentality to be an NFL player? Yeah. Big thing in NFL. And then you've got the likes of Mike Evans. I, I can't see Tampa being a particularly pass-first offense this season. Um, and I, I, I've said it um, quite a lot that I think if any Tampa wide receiver will probably do well, it'll be God, God, Godwin rather than Evans. Jonte Johnson, I'm, I'm not convinced there either. Um, I think there's a lot more uh, mouths to feed. And I actually quite like Pickens to than Johnson as well this year. I'd be rather waiting on for Pickens. But I think around him again, who's the, the wide receiver who's got the highest ceiling? It probably is Dotson. I mean, you've even got, you have got Marquise Brown a couple of bits ahead. And again, I wouldn't be betting on Someone in the Cardinals' offense over Dotson, I don't think. Come on, that's Hollywood Brown. Put some respect on his name. Colt McCoy. He's playing for the Cardinals, mate. Yeah. I would be surprised. Cardinals are going to be one of the worst uh, teams in the year this year, I think. Garbage time points. Don't forget that matters in fantasy. That's true. That is true. But I think well, Washington will get some of those as well at some point, I'd imagine. <laughs> when they're having to chase, chase their... Uh, Divisional opponents when they go two or three scores down by half time. So I'll just move on to Curtis Samuel, wide receiver 67, ADP 217. I love him in best ball, you know, as your late round flyer. Redraft, you know, he's going to the waiver wire. None of us are picking him in them standard leagues, but as a best ball player, I love him. Agreed. I think you've summed it up. Uh... He's going to be scheme touches. He's going to have spike weeks here and there, but there'll be games where they don't use him a lot um, at all. So I think, um, yeah, I wouldn't touch him in redraft. But in best ball, you know, he's a good sort of wide receiver, six, seven, four team. There's not much else to say, is it? I think we're all in agreement with him, to be honest. Okay, let's move to tight end then. Logan Thomas, tight end 31. He finished tight end 32 last year. I like him as a player. In fantasy, I don't like. You know, they've got a lot of weapons. You know, when you look at Scary Terry, Dotson, Samuel, Gibson, is Logan Thomas really going to get much work? And his injury history isn't the best either. Player is very... I think he's better in real life than fantasy, so... I have personally no interest in Logan Thomas. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is the enemy... Obviously, had an offense which relied heavily on Travis Kelsey. I mean, by no means is Logan Thomas Travis Kelsey. So, it will be interesting to see who replaces those roles. Uh, mm. They have a guy called Cole Turner that they drafted in the fifth fifth round last year, who's been good in camp. Uh, so, I wouldn't be surprised if actually Logan Thomas gets supplanted by a, a John Bates or Cole Turner this season. Um, but it's definitely a position of weakness and. I don't see any need to have Logan Thomas in your team at any point. So 
whether it be best ball or whether that be redraft, I just don't see any need for that. He didn't even have any spike games last year, really, did he, for yeah. for best ball? I think he had a couple of 11-point weeks, but nothing of particular significance. But I think he was, a, he, he, he was a letdown, so wasn't he, last year? I think he people expected it. him to do a lot better and he did not return anybody's investment. I've got a great what one for you here. You know, if you yeah. drafted someone like Daniel Carlson, he probably outscores your tight end most weeks. Probably easy. I so don't draft tight ends unless it's Kelsey. I mean, in redraft, I really don't see much point in drafting a second tight end until near the end if you're going to bother. Yeah, agreed. To stream them. I mean, yeah. nobody would have seen half the tight ends that were in the top 20 at the beginning of the season. It's also a position, you know, the likes of. Remember a few years ago when Mo Ali Cox was scoring all these touchdowns. So all you need is a guy to fall in the end end zone. I'd rather have like a Hunter Henry than Logan Thomas any day. Yeah, hundred percent. I just, it's, it's, yeah, it was a particularly weak year last year, wasn't it, for tight ends? I think as well. No one was really scoring a lot on a consistent basis, apart from Kelsey. You know, and there was a significant drop off. The majority of tight ends are scoring eight points on average a week. Or less, so they are this, irrelevant. About this one, you know that, that saying, kickers matter. About mm-hmm. this one, toy tens don't matter. People <laughs> forget that trending. <laughs> no, toy tens yeah. do as long as it's Kelsey and you've picked him because he's got such a differential over everybody else. But we don't need to go on about whether or not we need to pick Kelsey as number one pick in in drafts. Just don't. We draft did that a lot in the last in this in the uh, Kansas City episode. Anyway, that is the Washington Commanders. And as you can probably tell, we're not... Well, there is some value, actually. I think we're higher on some of the wide receivers. And um, and that's about it, really. But apart from that, I think, yeah, don't draft too many Commanders players and definitely don't reach for them. But yeah, thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode.